कंप्लीट वर्क्स ऑफ स्वामी विवेकानंद फोर्टी एथ सेशन दंत्र ओम वर्ड एंड विजम ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नम हरी ओम श्री गणेशा नम डॉक्टर कृष्णमूर्ति शास्त्री दंबे पुनच बंटवाड़ तालूक दक्षिण कन्ड जिला कर्नाटक इंडिया भारत दिमंत्र ओम वर्ड एंड विजम बट वी आर नव कन्सिडरिंग नॉट दीज महापुरुषास् दि ग्रेट इनकारनेशन्स बट ओनली दि सिद्ध गुरूस टीचर्स हू हैव अटेंड दि गोल दे एस ए रूल हैव टू कन्वे द जर्म्स ऑफ अ स्पिरिचुअल विजम टू दि डिसिप्ल बै मीन्स ऑफ वर्ड्स मंत्रास् टू बी मेडिटेटेड अपॉन वाट आर दिस मंत्रास् दि होल ऑफ दिस यूनिवर्स हैज अकॉर्डिंग टू इंडियन फिलासफी बोथ नेम एंड फॉर्म नाम रूप एस इज कंडीशन ऑफ मैनिफेस्टेशन In the human microcosm, there cannot be a single wave in the mind stuff, chitta vritti, unconditioned by name and form. If it be true that nature is built through on the same plane, this kind of conditioning by name and form must also be the plane, a plan in the on the same plan. If it be true that nature is built throughout on the same plan, this kind of conditioning by name and form must also be the plan of the building of the whole. ऑफ दि कॉस्मोस् यहां मृत्पिंडेन सर्व मृन्मय विज्ञात सैस वन लंप ऑफ क्ले बीइंग नोन ऑल थिंग्स ऑफ क्ले आर नोन सो दि नॉलेज ऑफ दि मैक्रोकॉसम मस्ट लीड टू दि नॉलेज ऑफ दि मैक्रोकॉसम नौ फॉर्म इज दि ऊटर क्रस्ट ऑफ विच दि नेम आर् दि ऐडिया इज दि इनर एसेंस आर् कर्नल दि बाॉडी इज दि फॉर्म एंड दि मैंड आर् दि अंतकरण इज दि नेम एंड सौंड सिंबल आर् universally associated with nama name in all beings having the power of speech in the individual man the thought waves rising in the limited mahat or chitta mind stuff must manifest themselves first as words and then as the more concrete forms in the universe brahma or hiranyagarbha or the cosmic mahat first manifested himself as name and then as form that is as this universe all this expressed sensible universe is the form behind which stands the eternal eternal inexpressible sphota the manifester as logos or word this eternal sphota the essential eternal material of all ideas or names is the power through which the lord creates the universe nay the lord first becomes conditioned as the sphota and then evolves himself out as the at more concrete sensible universe this sphota has one word as its only possible symbol and this is the om and as by no possible means of analysis can we separate the word from the idea this om and the eternal sphota are inseparable and therefore it is out of this holiest of all holy words the mother of all names and forms the eternal om that the whole universe may be supposed to have been created but it may be said that although thought and word are inseparable yet as there may be various word symbols for the same thought it is not necessary that this particular word om should be the word representative of the thought out of which the universe has become manifested to this objection we reply that this om is the only possible symbol which covers the whole ground and there is none other other like it 
This bota is the material of all words, yet it is not any definite word in its fully formed state. That is to say, if all the peculiarities which distinguish one word from another be removed, then what remains will be the spota. Therefore, this spota is called the Nada Brahma, Shabda Brahma, the Sound Brahman. Now, as every word symbol intended to express the inexpressible spota, will so particularize it that it will no longer be the spota, that symbol which particularizes it the least and at the same time most approximately expresses its nature, it will be the truest symbol thereof. And this is the Om and the Om only, because these three letters are U, Ma, Om, pronounced A-U-M, pronounced in combination as Om may well be the generalized symbol of all possible sounds. The letter A is the least differentiated uh, is the least differentiated of all sounds. Therefore, Krishna says in the Gita, Aksharanam Akarosmi, M A along the letters. Again, all articulate sounds are produced in the space within the mouth beginning with the root of the tongue and ending in the lips. The throat sound is A and M is the last lip sound and uh, the U um, or U exactly represents the rolling forward of the impulse which begins at the root of the tongue till it ends in the lips. If properly pronounced, this OM will represent the whole phenomenon of sound production and no other word can do this and this therefore is the first uh, fittest symbol of this pota which is the real meaning of the OM. And, uh, as the symbol can never be separated from the thing signified, the Om and the Spota are one. And as the Spota, being the finer side of the manifested universe, is nearer to God and is indeed that first manifestation of divine wisdom, this Om is truly symbolic of God. Again, just as the uh, one only Brahman, the Akhanda Satchidananda, the undivided existence, knowledge, bliss, can be conceived by imperfect human souls only from particular standpoints and associated with particular qualities. So, this universe, his body has also be to be thought of along the line of the thinker's mind. This direction of the worshipper's mind is guided by its prevailing elements or tattvas. The result is that the same God will be seen in various manifestations as the possessor of various predominant qualities and the same universe will appear as full of manifold forms. Even as in the case of the least differentiated and the most universal symbol OM, thought and sound symbol are seen to be inseparably associated with each other. So also this law of their inseparable association applies to the many differentiated views of God and the universe. Each of them therefore must have a particular word symbol to express it. These word symbols evolved out of the deepest spiritual perception of sages, symbolize and express as nearly as possible the particular view of God and the universe they stand for. And as the Om represents the Akhanda, the undifferentiated Brahman, the others represent the Khanda or the differentiated views of the same being and they are all helpful to divine meditation and the acquisition of true knowledge. <clears throat> Next, Worship of Substitutes and Images the next points to be considered are the worship of pratikas or of things more or less satisfactory as substitutes of, for God and the worship of pratimas or images. What is the worship of God through a pratika? It is abrahmani brahmadrishtya anusandhanam. 
joining the mind with the devotion to that which is not brahman taking it to be brahman says bhagwan ramanuja worship the mind as brahman this is internal and the akasha as brahman this is with regard to the devas says shankara the mind is an internal pratika the akasha is an external one and both have to be worshiped as substitutes of god he continues similarly the sun is brahman this is the command he who worships name as brahman in all such passages the doubt arises as to the worship of pratikas the word pratika means going towards and worshiping a pratika is worshiping something as a substitute which is in some one or more aspects like brahman more and more but it is is not brahman along with the pratikas mentioned in the shrutis there are various others to be found in the puranas and the tantras in this kind of pratika worship may be included all the various forms of pitru worship and deva worship now worshiping ishwara and him alone is bhakti the worship of anything else deva or pitru or any other being cannot be bhakti the various kinds of worship of the various devas are all to be included in ritualistic karma which gives to the worshipper only a particular result in the form of some celestial enjoyment but can neither give rise to bhakti nor lead to mukti one thing therefore has to be carefully borne in mind if as it may happen in some cases the highly philosophic ideal the supreme brahman is dragged down by pratika worship to the level of the pratika and the pratika itself taken to be the atman or the worship of the worshipper or his antaryamin inner ruler the worshipper gets entirely misled as no pratika can really be the atman of the worshipper but where brahman himself is the object of the worship and the pratika stands only as a substitute or a suggestion thereof that is to say where through the pratika the omnipresent brahman is worshiped the wor- pratika itself being idealized into the cause of all brahman the worship is positively beneficial nay it is absolutely necessary for all ma- mankind until they have all got beyond the primary or preparatory state of the mind in regard to worship when therefore any gods or other beings are worshiped in and for themselves such worship is only a ritualistic karma and as a vidya or science it gives us only the fruit belonging to that particular vidya but when the devas or any other beings are looked upon as brahman and worshiped the result obtained is the same as by the worshiping ish of ishwara this explains how in many cases both in the shrutis and smritis a god or a sage or some other extraordinary being is taken up and lifted as it were out of his own nature and idealized into brahman and is then worshiped says the advaitin is not everything brahman when the name and form have been removed from it is not he the lord the innermost self of everyone says the vishishta advaitin phalam aditya aditya dyupasaneshu brahma eva dasyati sarvadhikshatvat the fruition of even the worship of aditya sasetra brahman himself bestows because he is the ruler of all says shankara in his brahma sutra bhashya idrishan chatra brahmana upasyatvam yataha pratikeshu taddrishtya adhyaropanam pratimadishu iva vishnuadinam here in this way does brahman become the object of worship because he as brahman is superimposed on the pratikas just as vishnu etc are superimposed upon images etc 
the same ideas apply to the worship of the pratimas as to that of the pratikas that is to say if the image stands for a god or a saint the worship is not the result of bhakti and does not lead to liberation but if it stands for the one god the worship thereof will bring both bhakti and mukti of the principal religions of the world we see vedantism buddhism and certain forms of christianity freely using images only to religions mahamadanism and protestantism refuse such help yet the mahamadans use the grave of their saints and <coughs> martyrs almost in the place of images and the protestants in rejecting all concrete helps to religion are drifting away every year <coughs> farther and farther from spirituality till at present there is scarcely any difference between the advanced protestants and the followers of august comte or agnostics <coughs> who preach ethics alone again in christianity and mahamadanism whatever exists of image worship is made to fall under that category in which the pratika or the pratima is worshiped in itself but not as a help to the vision drishti saukaryam of god therefore it is at best only of the nature of ritualistic karmas and cannot produce either bhakti or mukti in this form of image worship the allegiance allegiance of the soul is given to other things than ishwara and therefore such use of images or graves or temples or tombs is real idolatry it is in itself neither sinful nor wicked it is a right a karma and <coughs> worshippers must and will get the fruit thereof so this is the topic today we have covered next we will see in the next class next session let all get peace health and <coughs> grace of god and shankaradi acharyas or gurus teachers great teachers shri vivekananda arpitamastu lok shanti rastu lokas samasta sukhino bhavantu sarve jana sukhino bhavantu om tat sat